Welcome to Humanity Works podcast series, Being Human in Uncertain Times, Navigating Relationships During COVID-19. I'm Kate Bresky Zoomer, founder and chief inspiration officer at Humanity Works. Our series, Being Human in Uncertain Times, provides practical tips to help us all navigate relationships at home and at work during this unprecedented time in history. The past few weeks, we noticed a theme among our clients, navigating our new teeny tiny worlds. With shelter in place a reality for most of us, our day-to-day worlds have compressed around us, feeling tiny and tight. Tiny because movement is confined to our homes, tight because we have more people in our space physically, emotionally, and psychologically. In the coming weeks, we'll offer up ideas and suggestions on how to bring more humanity into your teeny tiny tight worlds. Like a good workout routine, our tips can help you grow your relationship muscles and have practical application with those you share your teeny tiny world with, spouses, partners, kids, friends, co-workers, and even your boss. Today, we will explore the important role of connection and disconnection in these uncertain times. We'll offer some practical tips for knowing when you have had too much and how to create some personal space without damaging the heart of your connections. As human beings, our need to connect with others is buried deep in our DNA. Human connection has the power to deepen meaning, inspire change, and build trust. The importance of connections is why employees rate the people among the most important engagement factors the number one contribution to employee satisfactions and our colleagues. Gallup reports that people who have had friends at work are more satisfied than others. In fact, those who have a best friend at work are seven times more likely to be engaged in their work. Why is that? It's the power of social connection. Researchers define social connection as the feeling of belonging to a group and feeling generally close to other people. Scientific evidence strongly suggests that this is a core psychological need essential to feeling satisfied with your life, a sense that you belong. Brené Brown is a research professor who specializes in social connection. She notes that, quote, a deep sense of love and belonging is an irresistible need of all people. We are biologically, cognitively, physically, and spiritually wired to love, to be loved, and to belong. When those needs are not met, we don't function as we are meant to. A few weeks ago, most of us began to shelter in place. This one action created an avalanche of change in the way that we connect and feel connected with one another. Despite decades of folks working in solitude from home, the the past few weeks have seen a virtual explosion of ways to create social connection. One of our favorite images is of Debbie's grandson, Jeremy, who is nine years old. At the end of their first week away from one another, sheltering in place and homeschooling, Jeremy gathered in a Zoom chat room with his three best buddies. You can feel the joy and happiness shining in his eyes as he and his buddies shouted over one another, laughed and reconnected on a screen in much the same way they would have in the playground a reunion that reconfirmed a place of belonging. You can go to our website, humanityworks.com, to check out this picture in this article with the same title. 
Productivity tools like Zoom and Microsoft Teams, initially intended to help remote teams work more efficiently and collaboratively, have become new lifelines to social connection. We've all seen the images and probably experienced firsthand of Friday happy hours, dinners with friends and family reunions, FaceTime calls and chats are on the rise and being used in even the most tender, compassionate moments as loved ones or say farewell to dying family members. Message boards and chat threats now provide quick pick-me-up moments for sharing a humorous meme or gift or letting you raise your hand as you signal for help. YouTube is exploding with content shared by creators to help us learn and just be entertained. Hungry for connection, people young and old are learning to navigate the technology that helps us stay in relationship with one another. With stay-at-home edicts, our new reality, concerns and reactions to the idea of social distancing and isolation boomeranged into a proliferation of virtual gatherings and connection at work and in our personal lives. But what happens when it all becomes just a little bit too much? When our day-to-day becomes a barrage of notifications, meetings, and connection? Connecting can be fun, and it is needed, until it's not. Last week was one of those moments for us. There were numerous video chats with friends near and far, more Zoom chats checking in on family members in other parts of the country, calls and chats with our kids, FaceTime chats with grandkids, and calls with aging parents. Message threads would explode at any minute with memes and good-natured humor from colleagues, friends, and family alike. On top of it all was the input of information about COVID-19, death rates and the impact on humanity and the people we love, people out of work. Oh, right. And we were working virtually with one another, each home in our teeny tiny spaces with spouses. By the end of the week, we would get on a screen and just look at each other. We were pooped. No more words came out. We did not want to talk to anyone else. We just could not talk take in any more information. We were connected out. And this is an important one to notice. The rate, volume, pace, and intensity of connecting are different for all of us. Knowing when you need to connect, what you need from that connection, and when you have had enough is important for each of us. Disconnecting is important for your ability to recharge. Those on the introverted side of things know this all too well. If social connection is hardwired in each of us to love, be loved, and belong, how can you navigate the need to connect with the need to disconnect? So here are some tips. One, pause. Check in with yourself. You will feel different every day. You will need different things throughout the day. So start each day by asking, what do you need today? Who do you need to connect with? Pro tip, it could be no one and encourage those in your immediate circle to do the exact same. Two, purpose. An important question to ask yourself when connecting is, what is your role here? When looking at all the various demands on your time, the ways that you could connect and the various opportunities to do so, consider your role. We tend to jump into things, but learn to step back and ask what's needed here. Why are you participating? What do you have to offer? Decide if you want to connect, and if it's important, become conscious of how you will participate. 
Debbie had an experience like this. One evening, she was getting on a big Zoom meeting with 20 other people. It had been a tough few days and she was feeling emotionally spent, but knew she would be fueled by hearing how other loved ones were doing. But she just wanted to listen and absorb what others were saying more than contribute. So she chose to mostly listen. Learn to get underneath what is needed, what need is being met. Notice when you stand in choice about how you will connect with others. Three, protect. Get clear on your boundaries. Boundaries tame chaos and create a sense of safety for you and for others. One of the downsides to technology is it is so easily blurs the line between work and life. Without clear boundaries, technology can easily overtake you. You have to be the one to set boundaries around you and your t- with your time and your energy. And you have to be the one to share them with others. Think about what you need. When are you your most productive? And what helps your productivity? It's If early morning exercise helps, let others know that. Make an explicit request that helps reinforce that need. Maybe it's to start a meeting a little bit later in the morning and let others know why you're making that request. Boundaries are not just for work. They help tame some of the tensions that can pop up in any relationship. Consider what you need to be your best, given all the demands on your time and energy right now, and establish boundaries with the little and big humans in your life. Don't forget to check in and see what they need. Boundaries work both ways. You can create some shared agreements for how you will work together. More about shared agreements in our first podcast, Creating Safety. Remember, you are worthy of the love and care others will give you. You just need to let them know what you need. You are worthy of sharing your needs, and so are they. We are all in this together. And four, play. Find your release valves. We all need to find what will help us recharge and do it. For some, it's exercise or walking the dog. For others, it could be reading or binge watching the latest on Netflix, playing video games, doing puzzles, knitting, whatever it is. This is an opportunity to find new interests and look into things that you have always wanted to learn. Find your joy. Play to feed and refuel your soul. These are unprecedented times, being with others, our need for social connection, and it's equally important to know when you have had enough. Take the time to notice what do you need? How are you responding to the needs of others? How are you taking care of yourself? As our time sheltering in place extends and the impact of this crisis evolves, keep asking these questions. You are growing as a human being. Thanks for joining us for this week's podcast on how to bring more humanity into your teeny tiny tight world. Check us out at humanityworks.com or on LinkedIn and join us next week when we'll be talking about feeling strange, how to find your comfort zone.